Hi guys, okay. show show here one more time. This is uh, Mr. Man, Roots of Money Bar Sex. So today I'm going to call this one the Self Sacrifice Sham. Yeah, Self Sacrifice Sham. You know, all the media, everywhere we look, every corner we, every corner we turn, there's one thing that is reoccurring. All these people are the kids. You sacrifice yourself for others. You know, everyone kids, a man for his family. Even Jesus Christ, his claim to faith is that he sacrificed himself for mankind. So it is really, um, you know, that's the moral standard that has been promoted and pushed, you know, and trumped up above every other one. Sacrificing yourself, sacrificing your own interest. You hardly hear of someone that is a self-declared selfish individual being promoted or being trumped up. It's hardly the case. It's always someone that has stood up and has volunteered himself, volunteered his time, volunteered his energy, volunteered his resources. Like, for example, in the case of um, a, yeah, man and a man and a woman's relationship, your conjugal relationship, you know, just it's always the man that, that sacrifices everything he has for a woman. He is always um, admired and appreciated in society. Now, let me give a little bit of uh, my own history to give context to the topic. You know, uh, I, I stayed in school for quite a while, my high institution. And from my childhood to my adulthood, I've always been anxious to please the other party. Starting from when I was a kid, you know, your parents would tell you that you have to do it in school so they can be proud of you. So we study very hard, we go to school, we, uh, you know, everything was about how do I make my parents proud? How do I make my parents proud? Because they made it clear that whatever they, they were doing, they were not pleased with it. They were sacrificing <laughs> just to put us in a good way. So that guilt carried through throughout our childhood. We saw my, because my mom used to do odd jobs, you know, trying to eke a living. She sold soap, she sold oil, she sold all kinds of things, supplying people. She got loans to put us through school. My dad was running his own thing and, uh, you know, and he didn't really provide much. He was just there as a father figure, but financially, he wasn't there. Everything had to be sacrificial, had to be sacrificed, you know. He just had, he only provided base and he nagged a lot. Obviously, he made it clear that we were like a burden to them. We we're not happy, you know. And that's when I learned scarcity and lack from them because they saw how hard it was to make things. And, I, and I'm sure that is what carried on through to my adulthood, that money was scarce. So I, I thought of doing things the hard way. I didn't know there was an easier way to get money. Even when I see the easy ways to get money, I look at it like, no, this can't be, this can't be genuine, you know. It can't be valid because my parents got money the hard way. So the hard way is the only way. You want to remember that title? Anyway, I digress. So back to what I was talking about. So the sacrificial thing was drummed into my head at a very early age, you're waking up, you know, I mean, going up, you know, you have to like make mommy happy because she's good. She's doing a lot of things for us that she wasn't happy to do. So we had that guilt coming up that, oh God, my mom is sacrificing so much. So I have to do things that I may not like to do to please her. Get the thing. Uh, so that means I never really enjoyed my childhood. I was like, okay, I have to do this thing to my mom. 
go to school, study hard, study very hard. I didn't take my academics seriously. I actually like reading naturally. I was a natural reader. I like to read and everything. But I found out that things like math, I wasn't I wasn't numerically gifted at my secondary school, went my SS1 actually. That's like my grades. Grade, um, is it grade eight, seven? No, grade ten. Grade ten. My math skills came in grade ten. Anyways, that's out of that's not uh, just uh, out of the way. So basically, my whole secondary school and my high school, for those of you out of the country, outside outside Africa, my high school was all about having to make my parents proud. You know, because I saw how they they sacrificed a lot. They were not living the life they wanted to. The life they had, they lived was not, and they were not happily, happy living that life because of us, the kids, that they had to sacrifice so much. And I had the guilt went in and came, went on and on and on and on. Now, it didn't just end there. I also did not, I deprived myself a lot of things that could have been common with the normal kids like dating. You know, I didn't even date all through my childhood, my teenagers. I felt it was bad, you know, and uh, the whole sacrificial thing is like everything that is pleasant, that is pleasurable, has to be frowned on. You don't do pleasurable things. Whatever you do has to suffer because that is the example my parents laid. You know, when I used to like point out examples of people that used to have, used to enjoy life, you know, um, like right, I, I know we had a neighbor then. I used to ride power bikes. He changes cars a lot of times, you know. And that would be like, oh, there's but not rich. Okay, that's for the rich. Yeah, my father used to say that. He used to call them the rich. Obviously, if he calls other people the rich, that that ideally means that we are not among those people. We are not in that category. They are the rich, right? So, yeah. Okay. Now let me get back to my story. So to get back to, in context. Now, the self-sacrificial uh, thing, I too started acting that way too. I started doing thankless uh, activities. It started from when I had a cousin that came to stay with me. Her father had denied that. So, so I actually ended up giving almost of my, my privileges to her, like food. I gave her my portion. I spent I, all my savings. I spent, spent it on her and all that. Then when I got to high school, okay, I used to like go out of my way to defer to others. I ensure that other people had the, the podium. I was always on the background. I never saw myself as owning the platform. It was others in the background. Even my choice of career post-college uh, was a self-sacrificial thing. I started tutoring other, other kids, other, other students, trying to make them successful at my own detriment. I was like, you know what? My career doesn't matter. I'm going to spend my time and tutor you to be at the peak of your career while I suffer academically. My career doesn't matter. And that continues even till present time. So if I have another podcast, and on that podcast, I just announced that I am stopping all manner of tutorials. I am not doing any tutorial again. I quit. Because I've seen that it's a very thankless job. You know, right now, like last year, I put on my whatever in my uh, notebook that as from now henceforth, the next two years, I am aggressively doing me. I am aggressively doing me. No one else is my platform, my needs, my desires, my selfishness is just me. No one else my platform. It is just me, hundred percent. 
I'm doing me 100% because look at all the times I've sacrificed. You know, it's, it's so crazy. I sacrificed my time tutoring other kids to be successful so they could have high quality jobs while my own career, I do not even consider it. It's like, forget about me, I'm just a nobody. I'll go, I'll do everything, I'll bend over to ensure you succeed while nobody has that interest that I succeed. It's a sham. And it's and you know the worst thing? It's like it is the cancer in the church today. The can the, the church heavily promotes self-sacrifice. That's why I stopped going to church. I've stopped going to church for like two or three years now. Because the church promotes self-sacrifice. The church will tell you that if you are doing it for God. Meanwhile, uh, I don't see God in the church. I mean, I see men, I see the pastor, I see the pastor's ego, I see the pastor's ambitions. He wants to be, have the biggest church. He wants to, he's always claiming about how much resources they get, how many branches they open every time. He's always bragging about the number of branches they have, the number of members they get, in which more members means more money for them. It's, you know, and they claim that you are working for God, doing it for God. That is all BS, big time. Doing it for God, doing it for the pastor. Yes, because God did not say that you have to, God did not give me a, a note that, okay, this is how you're going to honor me while you're on earth. Go and stay in this church. Anytime you do this thing, do it for me. God did not tell me that. That's the pastor's, that's the pastor's uh, propaganda. And I and I, I saw the whole BS because when I was in okay I was in a church in Abuja one time that's what, that's the central capital territory of Nigeria when I was there I realized something you're only loved to the extent that you are a member it's the love that or the attention let me not use affection they don't show affection they show attention the attention they show you depends on how well you are self-sacrificial to the pastor's cause. Like if you are come on time, do whatever. You just say you join their group, units, join their unit. When you join their units, giving free labor, free irredeemable hours. And I don't know why I fell into that cycle many several times. I don't. I just anyway. The good thing is this: I am I'm a recovering simp. You know, I'm a recovering simp. Cause I've not have simped a lot in the past. Now, one thing I realized was this: when I was old, I, it was just based on. You are, we like you based on this. Once you don't keep on doing this, we don't like you again. Once you stop sacrificing for the cause of the pastor, we do not like you again. That is the thing. So the whole self-sacrificial is everywhere. It's everywhere. People that will tell you, like and follow. Why should I like and follow? When you have no off, no, this thing to me. Say, some, some people have sent me messages telling me I should like like stuff i do not give a damn of whatever you have man if it's not of any value to me or my cause like personally right now i said i'm a recovering simp right yeah i'm a i'm a late bloomer i know that but right now i'm going to live every single day aggressively for me for my cause i am no more doing the nice guy thing again that's that is the nice guy's narrative self-sacrifice the nice guy's narrative is all about self-sacrifice. You know, he gives, uh, he does nice acts in the hope that people can approve of him or can like him, right? Now, 
the person that you are doing stuff for, most times, when you need their assistance, they're not there, they're not on call. See? See the funny thing right there? Those are doing nice things for. When you need them, they are not there, they're not available. But when, but they see you as a willing, you know, it's, it's just so funny. It is so, so funny, right? They see you, they, they want to use you to get their aim. Meanwhile, when you uh, are not available again, they, you know, when, I mean, when you need their help, they're not available. So it's a sham. Anyone that promotes that sacrifice for them, I'm usually very skeptical. I have a friend of mine, I just always, every time, I hope he hears this podcast, so I'm talking to him, he knows himself. He's always requesting for a handout. Meanwhile, I don't think I can help in any capacity. You know, I almost got... Anyway, that's for that podcast, anyway. So, the whole self... The whole... Um, self, the whole sacrificial thing. Those that encourage... You know, some people are, some people are actually good at guilt-tripping you. They say you can't assist them. Assist them for what? Can, can they assist you? No. Now, my life is very simple. I don't need your assistance, right? And also don't ask for my assistance. Simple. Okay, are we good? Are we on the same page? Fine. I'm recovering. Now, you know I realized one thing. Those students I taught actually bet more on their success than mine. Because I put in my all that they'll succeed. I had more faith in their future than in mine. That's the sad part. I had more faith in their future, their future career, their future prospect than in mine. That's on the 15th. I said that on the 15th of uh, April, that's some days ago. I said that would be the last time I would ever promote that tutorial uh, service. I'm not promoting it again. If people want to be tutored, yeah, I can I can outsource it, but I am not spending a dime on that venture again. It's a failed project because I've come to, I've come to realize that I cannot be the self-sacrificial person. I am not the person that's meant to make children successful that is not my cause that is not my calling that's not my that is not even what gives me fulfillment right now it's all about my world it's all about me now someone says tell me think okay you can't really succeed financially if it's all about you because no one cares about you right you have a point if you had a question that's saying hey dude you're saying all about you but the market would not reward you for being you Am I going to not reward you for talking about you? No one cares about you. That is very true. No one cares about my story, okay, about my, my, my desires, my interests. But guess what? I should care about it. Since no one cares about it, that is the more reason why I should care about it. That is the more reason why I should spend every waking hour of mine trying to advance my interests, trying to look for those that we're going to make my dream be realized. I'm going to spend every minute of my life now henceforth, selfishly dedicated to my the advancement of, uh, of my pleasures, my desires, my dreams over anyone else. So now it's gonna be of course, of course value for value. If I see that you have, you have uh, a part to play, in the achievement of my goals. Sure, I can exchange something with you. I can say, okay, I can exchange some money. You can help me achieve it. I can pay you for it. The least I can get. Or I can, if I have something of value, I can exchange. But 
I'll do it with my old eyes, my eyes open. I am not blind. I'm not going to be blind to blindly do any good act again. That is not my cause. I will not do anything for anyone again. Okay? I have now been seen myself. I am not available for low value contact. I am not. Nobody can just come out of the blue and tell me something. I do not have any here in the world. I have no interest. I'm not going to be that guy motivating strangers again. No. It's all about me, my work. It's only when I've done a lot for myself that I can give to others. It's when I have done a lot, when I am when I am rich, when I have reached stupor of enjoyment, when my cup is overflowing, and I can get on that without any uh any hidden motives. But level I am, my cup is utterly empty. So right now it's all about how am I gonna feel it? Going to travel, going to explore, going to do stuff. Now I'm gonna do businesses that I enjoy, right? With people I with people I enjoy. I'm gonna do this on myself right now because I've just put myself in the, in the background. I've, I've been a, a doormat, actually. I've been a doormat, just doing things that people expect of me. That's how I've lived my life. Go to church because the pastor expects me to come. I go there. Uh, I run, you know. I've just been offering my, just been throwing myself around. You use me, use me, use me. I'm, I'm being, I'm a doormat. Use me, use me, use me, use me. That's how I've lived my life. People to use me. And <laughs> sorry, I, I think I'm done with that. That life is gone. I'm doing that no more. No one has a hold over me again. Nobody. Because I've seen that self-sacrifice is a sham. It's a sham. I'm awake. I'm aware. And I'm living my life for myself. On my terms now. Thanks for listening.